This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, on Saturday, a new and exciting exhibition opens at the Hocken Kaleidoscope World 40 Years of Flying Nun brings together uh, items to celebrate the 40 years of wonderful music that has come out of a label that involved many Dunedin bands and others, of course. The co-curators of Kaleidoscope World join me now, Amanda Mills and Catherine Milburn. Morena, great to have both of you here. Thanks for coming in. Kia ora, Jeff. Morena. Um, exciting times, isn't it? Um, unusual times to be staging any kind of uh, event or celebration or exhibition, but it hasn't stopped you. Um, let's talk about the context of this. Um, there's been some other celebrations around the country to mark the 40 years of music from Flying Nun. And when it comes to Dunedin and its contribution, um, the it's not being done by way of multi-band gigs. It's being done by uh, an exploration of uh, wonderful material that's gathered at the Hocken. Um, perhaps Amanda will start with you. What was the starting point? About two years ago, we started thinking, hmm, hold on, 40 years of Flying Nuns coming up. Um, let's let's think about doing something. And about a year ago, we really started planning it um, in earnest. Um, so we looked across the collections first. That was our first starting point. We thought, well, we've got a lot of material in um, my collection of music and Catherine's collection of posters and ephemera. Let's start there and go wider. So we went through archives and photographs and publications and with the pictures collection so it was yeah there was quite a lot to be found. Catherine tell us more about your respective roles and what each of you have been doing in terms of working together on this. So um, Amanda and I are both liaison librarians as well and so we do tours and classes so and we actually sit across from each other so we work together all the time and um Usually in our exhibition space, it's more likely to be material from our pictorial collections, photographs, etc. And sometimes material from our collections ends up supporting an exhibition, but we saw this as a real chance to really highlight our collections and make them better known. Um, Because, um, especially for my collection, ephemera and posters, only a small amount is listed on the catalogue so far um, and so it's really making sure that people know what's what's there and that it's there to be used for research um, and and you know the reason we've got those collections is because we've had some amazing donations from people who were in the scene or who were collectors or we've been able to purchase them you know we're a public institution so yeah we really wanted to highlight our collections well, let's talk a little bit more about how uh, this has all come together in terms of the material. Um, how does material typically come to the Hocken, but more specifically with this material, how has it been happening? Over the years, um, I suppose it's best to start in 19, around 1977. That's when popular culture started being collected at places like the Hocken. So we were collecting things like all of the Dunedin Flying Nun material and all of the independent material. In fact, pretty much everything that was coming from Dunedin and from around New Zealand it was being collected at the time. So that's why there's great collections of that material there. Um, I think there were a couple of people in the scene who worked at EMI. I think one of them was Leslie Paris. Indeed. And... Um, you know, people would put posters aside for us and give them to us and, and copies of records. So we purchased material, obviously. Um, we are very grateful for the wonderful donors that give us amazing material and the collections that they give us, the items that they give us. Are just so, It's rich. 
it's an amazing um, amazing things that they give us. Knowing that the 40th anniversary was coming up, was there a, a special effort to get more? Uh, did you get in touch with particular people and try and uh, put some missing jigsaw pieces in place, for example? <laughs> uh, not for donations, but having said that, we didn't go out searching for donations for the um, exhibition. We more asked to loan material, but out of that have come some very, very generous and incredible donations to us. So let's get some sense of what we'll find when we visit this wonderful exhibition. Perhaps, um, Catherine, you could talk about some of the material um, that you're most excited about. Um, well, probably the thing that excites the most has been in the paper, which is Robert Scott's wonderful um, wall um, map which shows um, venues from the past in Dunedin because um, there's a lot of posters um, highlighting gigs and when we were looking at you know some of the venues we realised that a lot of people wouldn't well if you know new young people that might come and will have never heard of some of these venues and for, for people who are around at the time it'll be a real memory pull because a lot of them obviously aren't in existence anymore there's virtually none going at, at the moment maybe apart from the Crown Hotel so we really wanted something big and because we realised um, some of this material people will have seen before, they might not have seen it for a while but th they hopefully won't have seen it all brought together and we wanted something new and exciting that people hadn't seen before so when we were thinking who could who could we ask mm. Robert's name came straight to the top and uh, fortunately he was he was really keen to, to take part so that's probably the thing that I think you know so that's an artwork in situ yep. which um, effectively gives us um, a map if you like of the key venues that have been involved in fostering the music through the years. Yeah. Uh, interesting, you know, as part of um, the process, there's been a lot of discussion, a few questions popping around on the internet and Facebook, you know, do you remember this place? Robert himself searching out and checking with a few people. And you're right, the memory jogger thing, you know, you, you know, even if you were there, it's <laughs> not everything sticks in the memory for some reason. I can't remember, can't remember why I wouldn't remember. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. And also, of course, Robert, um, historically, he's done that wonderful uh, extensive band tree, which many people will be already familiar with. There's something a little bit like that to a spidery kind of connected thing. And Mandy, you want to tell us about that? <laughs> sure. Um, it's a network web of musicians. So while Robert's map looks at um, the bands and who was in the bands at a particular time on sort of like a grid, uh, this network map, um, which has been done by Associate Professor Anthony Moore from uh, School of Surveying, who he's a, he's got this big interest in in the bands and and their networks. Um, so he has taken the bands and sort of sent out. Um, it's hard to explain, really. Um, it's like a you've got a name and then you've got links to every band or every act that they were in and how they connect to other people. And it is quite, it's a web. It is just amazing. And when you see it, you realise how interconnected the scene is. And that is one of the big things we wanted to show was how interconnected the Dunedin scene really is and how, and how well, really, it, it still is. I mean, this exhibition really does look at, 40 years of flying nun in relation to Dunedin it's rooted in Dunedin but we do look outwards as well we do acknowledge 
that there's more to Dunedin music than Flying Nun. Yeah. And many musicians still active um, have had part of their repertoire published on Flying Nun and they've mm. moved on and done other things. Yeah. Uh, and 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 others are no longer with us too, and mm. that'll be an opportunity too, won't it, to get a bit um, bleary-eyed about <laughs> about some of the nostalgia and, and some of the, the, the people that have been involved. Uh, have either of you been up to Christchurch to see the uh, the other exhibition? And, and, yes. and if so, how would you say the two compare and contrast? Oh, if we wouldn't we wouldn't want to compare. Them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a different focus. Like we like as soon as um, word got out about our, our exhibition, people would say, "Did you know that there's a there's one on at Christchurch?" And it's like, "Yes, we do know." But but their focus was more on the Christchurch uh, bands and also more specifically the artwork and we knew we wanted to highlight the artwork in ours but not make it the whole focus of the exhibition. Um, One of the things we were really keen in this exhibition was to almost highlight all the different senses in a way so we've got an AV reel where we, we wanted to show you know we've got this great map of the venues but then what was it like if you were at one of the venues at the time so we've got a room dedicated um, with um, I think it's six bands that are highlighted. Yep, six yeah. bands, ten minutes. It's about two or three songs from each band, and it loops around for an hour. So there's um, some wonderful performances which people may have seen online, uh, but there's a few that no one will have seen. Ooh, that's tantalising. So I asked um, I asked Catherine about what uh, particularly excited hear about um, the contributions to the exhibition. What about you, Amanda? Anything in particular that really, really you're thrilled to be able to to, um, to display? Oh, pretty much everything, Jeff. Mm. Um, we have, there's a photo of the weeds, <laughs> yes, uh, including you, Jeff, um, which um, it was given to us by John Colley um, from Straightjacket Fits and Double Happies. And that is one of my favourite things of the whole exhibition. It's just an absolutely gorgeous photograph of the band. Um, much younger men. Much younger by men. By 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just so much, I don't know, energy and mischief in that photo. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a brilliant photo. Um, a lot of the photographs, I think, are just incredible. We've been really lucky to source uh, some photographs and find them in our collection too. Um, I'm a big fan of the posters collection um, and, of course, you know, putting that AV reel together was was just amazing, finding all that video. And a lot of it's been loaned to us. So I just want to give a, um, give a shout-out and acknowledgement to all of the people who have loaned us material, everyone in the music community, and just people who are donors, and everyone who's been supportive, because that, this is... Without people... Um, supporting us, we yeah, it might have been a completely different exhibition. A couple of exciting items of clothing there too, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and let's talk about those posters again because I mean, Catherine, you know, it, it's not solely an, an arts exhibition in that regard. No, but, but really interesting, isn't it, to see. Uh, who has been involved in creating some of those Flying Nun posters? Um, you know, now significant artists, some of them in their own right, uh, for other reasons, but yeah. it's just such a fascinating snapshot to see the approach to, to how bands were selling themselves for their $2 gigs. Yeah, and, and you know, the you can see a progression in the different types of techniques that were created. You know, it was a very much do-it-yourself, draw something, photocopy a whole lot of copies, or almost like a collage thing there's even you know one of my favorite posters is where the 
it's a chills poster and it's just you know they've photocopied their faces on on the photocopier and it's you know <laughs> that kind of thing um just as that, well as with their faces <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that but that is one of the challenges pretty much for posters because some most often people don't put things put a year or a date so i have to do quite a bit of research looking at old newspaper reports um when when did this happen because that's often a key thing for a library or institution to know when something happened um and then even there's quite a few where we haven't been able to identify who the artist or who put the poster together so it'll be really great if people when they come in and they know they can share that information so we can add it to the record Obviously yeah. plenty of um, local contributors here, uh, Amanda and Catherine, and you've spoken a little bit about that. What about Flying Nun HQ? Have they been involved in this at all? Uh, they've been extremely supportive. Roger and Ben have been great. Um, yeah, Roger has yeah gone above and beyond. He, um, hopefully he'll be visiting the exhibition very soon. Um, yeah, I, I really can't say how great they've been because, yeah, it's been... It's been amazing. I cannot wait to see it. Um, it will be one of those exhibitions that you will visit and revisit because, as you've said, you could spend an hour just in the AV room uh, itself. Mm. Yep. Uh, there's that yep. tracing exercise you can do through the, the artists and the venues uh, and all those posters to drool over as well. Can't wait. Um, in terms of uh, how you celebrate this exhibition, now uh, we are, of course, uh, uh, being really cautious about how we gather uh, what are the rules going to be around that for the Hocken? Um, Well, because we're part of the university, um, we are waiting on advice from, you know, how we connect, how how that's actually going to play out in our situation. But, mm. um, yeah, it, it, it probably will be definitely scanning in, wearing masks. Um, All those things that we've expected at the, yeah, at the galleries yeah, at the moment. and we're... Yeah, we're just waiting on university advice pretty much for, yeah. 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 But yeah. it has meant that we haven't unfortunately been able to hold a big public opening as we would have liked to, you know, we really wanted to acknowledge all the help and assistance we've been given mm-hmm. and, the lo- and the amazing loan. So that's been a big disappointing thing. But um, Well, the exhibition's on until March. March. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We are hoping that and we'll have more certainty around things in the new year yeah. so that we can start maybe looking at a programme of events mm. because we've got some, some good, good events in our heads. Amanda Mills and Catherine Milburn, co-curators of Kaleidoscope World, 40 Years of Flying Nun. Uh, you can visit it at the Hocken. The gallery hours... Uh, open Monday to Saturday, 10 o'clock till 5 o'clock. And uh, will there be catalogues and things on hand as well? Not a catalogue, um, but there is a rather large poster. Um, because Robert's artwork is ephemeral, it's painted onto the wall. It's not going to last. Um, so there is Robert's original drawing has been reproduced on the back of the poster. Oh, nice idea. Um, and there's um, cards and bookmarks. And these are all free, so people can come in and pick up material. Well, it's all about celebrating the music. Um, Thank you Amanda and uh, Catherine for joining us here on the Awesome Morning Show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.